This is Scott. This is Rebecca. And we're the CEOs of Hardy, Party of Five. And a half. It's not really a company, it just sounds cool. And if you're looking for a normal family, well, you've certainly come to the wrong place. So keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and let's see where this roller coaster takes us. Scott. Hello, Rebecca. That was a Phineas and Ferb song. It was. We used to watch that show all the time when the kids were little. We did. I liked it a lot. I did too. They were very like innovative and they really, you know what they did? They, they seized did. the day. They did. Carpe diem. Carpe diem. Where's that word come from? Uh, it's Latin. Latin. Okay. Well, we seized the day this weekend, didn't we? We sure did. We seized a big <laughs> hunk of day is what we did. <laughs> We seized four states in 14 hours to see one play that was two hours and 20 minutes long. Yes. We drove to Branson, Missouri. So we left Texas, went to Oklahoma, went to Arkansas, and barely made it into Missouri. Got up the next morning, went and saw this amazing play called Jesus. And it was amazing, wasn't it? It was really, like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's like the best production I've ever seen. Yeah. We've been to Broadway. We've been to Dallas at Fair Park. We've seen a lot of great shows. Technically, it's the best show I've ever seen. The best show. So, you weren't sad that I didn't tell you where we were going. And if you want to watch that little clip, you need to go watch our Hey Babe, Where We At video posted on our YouTube channel. So, it tells you all about the week and how we basically... He said we were dude-napping him yes. because he was the only guy. And instead of kidnapping, he said he's a dude and not a kid. So, it's called dude-napping. Yes. And we dude-napped him, didn't tell him <laughs> until we were halfway there. We let you guess. and I kind of figured it out. But because, you didn't know what we were going to see. Right. But you had given me a clue that it was seven hours away. Yeah. Because you were like, I'm warning you that we're driving seven hours. So, I kind of extrapolated, looked around the United States from yeah. on my Google Maps. And I told you north, too, I believe. Yeah. And I was just trying to figure out... Somewhere where something could be happening. Yeah. And I kind of narrowed down to Branson. Had no idea what we were seeing. <laughs> and now but. we want to go back. And you know, we went before we had to have canes. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that on our bucket list to go yeah. back before yes. while we can still walk. They call that the strip too, you know. Kind of like, it's really like Vegas for old people. But then the younger <laughs> people are now going. Yeah. And it was it was much cooler than I imagined. We yeah. both imagined that it was one street of like old stinky hotels and yeah. old theaters. Yes. But it's really a sprawling area with like lots of cool stuff like roller coasters, Ferris wheels, crazy stuff. Shows. I mean, and I we have to go see Dolly Stampede. Yes, that sounds like a good girls trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Carpe diem. What have you done? where you feel like you've seized the day in your lifetime? Well, I think one of the biggest things is when I went skydiving. Okay. Probably about 10 or so years ago. You've done it twice now. I've done it twice now. I'm like an old pro. You, you basically. Let, let me say that I don't go by myself. I have a person that's it's a professional. Called, it's called tandem. Yes. Okay. There's someone strapped to the back of me that knows what they're doing, and mm -hmm. they do all the work for me. Right. But I do jump out with them. <laughs> Do, do you do you feel like they have to help you? Do they have to help you get out of the plane, or you're ready to go? Are you, you like mean? like are you, is it like you're being pushed out even though you want to go, but it's scary? Okay, you, is there a little pushback or well, not at all? Well, honestly, I thought there would be because historically within my life, I've been scared of heights. But recently, in the last ten or fifteen years, I'm not as scared of heights. But I remember driving out there. I started getting nervous driving out there. Mm-hmm. When, like, you drove me. Were the kids with us, too? Yeah, a couple of them. Because I, I guess you wanted to see me if I died. You wanted to see me one last time. <laughs> so I went with a couple of buddies, and I was nervous getting there, and, like, there was a moment that I was like, should we even do this? But what was weird is once we, we got into all our stuff, it's this onesie 
thing, and they they had us get on mats and practice like you'd get on your belly and you'd put your hands and feet up. Yeah, it was just practicing how you're gonna fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you're basically falling through the sky, <laughs> and it, they talk about kicking your feet back so. That way, he who's over on your back can control you better. Okay. If your feet are dangling, then mm-hmm. it's gonna throw. It's like a rudder. It's gonna yeah. throw you off. So once we did that, we watched a little video of people jumping out. When I got out of that and started walking to the plane, I felt totally calm. Like it was so weird. Like I got on the plane, I was totally chill about it. I have a question. You got on a onesie. Did you have on yeah. shoes? Yeah. It was my normal shoes. They were on your feet outside of the onesie, or they were inside the onesie? I think I'd have to look at pictures. How did they not fly off your feet? Why would they fly off my feet? Maybe they had to get over my shoes. I don't remember that. Okay, I was just curious. I have to go back and look at pictures. <laughs> but, like, we sat... It had two two benches on either side. In the plane. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they, they went in backwards, and we scooted in, and we all kind of lined up behind each other. Mm-hmm. And then one by one, we'd go, they'd open, they get to, I think they got to 3,100 feet and they opened up the thing, the, uh, the door mm-hmm. and then each, each one kind of scooted, made sure our little goggles were on. Did you roll? Did you flip? Oh yeah. When he, <laughs> I was dangling out, I was dangling and he was still on the inside and were we you flipped freaking out. freaking out right then? I, I'm telling you, I was totally calm. It was so, it was so what I, I did not expect to be that calm. Mm-hmm. But I was totally like, and the whole experience was serene. Yeah. Like, I think what I was, but when you think about it, I was worried about the feeling you get in your stomach, like on a roller coaster. Yeah. Like that drop. Yeah. But I think you're so high up and you're going so fast that your body doesn't have time to react. So I've tried to tell people this. You don't feel that drop feeling Mm because I feel like you're falling to the earth too fast. (laughs) So it was totally serene. Like once I got up there, it was like the coolest thing ever. (laughs) So... Yeah, it was very peaceful. Yeah. But I'm just so glad I did it. Really? Yeah, it was cool. I'm not really scared of doing that. It just honestly doesn't sound like much fun and not much return on how much it cost. You were gone for like five minutes. Yeah. But I think once you do something like that, like a zip line and stuff seems boring to me now. Does it? Like when a zip line used to sound exciting, I'm like, mm-hmm. I've jumped thousands of feet in the air. <laughs> a zip line across a lake. Not attached to anything, but dude. Yeah. A zip line across the lake doesn't sound quite as, like, hmm. okay. oorah as yeah. it used to. Yeah. So that was one of my big things, to face a fear. Yeah, yeah. So what is something, like, crazy and seizing the day that you did? Well, I've probably done a few of those things, but <laughs> uh, one of the things I can think of is when I tried out for roller derby. I don't really want to talk about this because there's a little pressure right now. Why? <sighs> because when I tried out, I was 40. Yeah. Maybe 41. And it was so much work. I, I'm, I'm a decent roller skater, aren't I, babe? You're a very good roller skater. Um, even for some reason, still now, I can roller skate. And You can go back, you can go forth, you can go sideways, on one leg. Like, you're, oh, yeah. yeah, you're good. <laughs> so I tried out at 41 with a bunch of young people. It was kind of funny because we went when I went into the roller skating rink, for like a four-hour tryout with the Dallas Derby Devils. People were coming in much, much, much younger than me, carrying their own skates. I didn't have my own skates. I have some skates for years. I don't know where they went, and they wouldn't fit me anyways if I if I could find them. Um, but they were my favorite ones that I had uh, with these wheels called Zingers that were all the rage. Everybody had wheels called Zingers. Um, anyways... And I promptly walked up to the counter to rent some roller skates. Like everybody else has their fancy cool ones. And I'm wearing the like tan brown ones with the orange wheels. (laughs) I'm sure they were like, this old woman, what is this old woman doing here? So we spent the first uh, solid hour practicing falls. I mean, and that was honestly the worst. I'm like, I can skate like nobody. I can skate out, skate everybody in there that was trying out. Not the girls that were on the team that were there, but to fall and get back up, the older I get, you know, you're like, they're like, fall on one knee and get back up, fall on both knees and you're pop like, back up. The idea is not to fall. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't plan on spending a lot of time down here. So let me just like skate. And then of course, weaving in and out of cones and such like that. I mean, there's just like, I don't know, all these different things they wanted you to do. And 
as time went on, I could tell that they were starting to warm up to me a little bit thinking, oh, maybe she can skate a little bit. So at the very end, oh, so then we went and filled out all this paperwork. Like if you were to make the team, like when could you practice? And what, there's like six different teams within the system, I think. And so I don't even remember. Where were one. you trying out? Was I in like. It's like Grand Prairie or Grand something. Grand Prairie, It's off yeah, a belt line, because yeah. I drove you out there. Yes, it was like Grand Prairie. Because you didn't know if you could drive home after that. It <laughs> <laughs> was a good thing you, you did. So then we sat down. This is the problem. We sat for like, I don't know, took a break. It was a bad idea for like Time 30 or, up. or 45 minutes. And then we're sitting at the shortest little tables, you know, at the roller skating rink for the little five-year-old kids. Um, so my legs are all squashed up under there. It's like those old cafeteria, lunch cafeteria Yes, with the little tables. round chairs like stool yeah and now i'm filling out all this paperwork and then i thought we were done skating but then they said and then the last thing is you have to skate 25 laps in under five minutes and i was oh no big deal i stand up and i was like oh big deal big deal like my legs felt like oh my gosh they were feeling so jiggle jiggly and jello-y like it was yeah. gonna be so bad and i was like you gotta shake this off and loosen up so i just headed out thinking i'll just do it well they put with some people they put like a actual roller derby girl like one of the actual roller derby, the girl that was with me her name was tennessee whiskey um <laughs> She was like supposed to be my kind of my encourager, like to help me get through it. And so yeah. she was like right over my shoulder for all of the laps, just basically saying, you know, you got you got 10 more. You got nine more. Yeah, she's counting for me. Had to go 25 and under five minutes. There was only at the end of this, I made my 25 laps. There was only one person that crossed the line in front of me. And both of us were in the six the six minute range. Yeah. I don't remember. Mine was like six minutes thirteen seconds, something like that. She was like six six oh six or something like that. So only one person got there faster than me. But man, I would just remember thinking every time I'd turn a corner, my legs were gonna just give out underneath yeah. me because they were so exhausted. So but you didn't fall. I didn't fall. No, no, no. I didn't fall. Um, because at that point, I'd been falling a lot already, like, intentionally. So, I'm like, no, I'm about to stay on my feet now. So, anyways, that was, like, a big deal. And so, I got a call a few days later, and they said, basically, you've made a team if you want it. And I just knew at that time, you know, the kids were still all living at home. And I was like, it's just, I just wanted to see if I could do it. And I didn't really want to go be on a team. I just wanted to see if I could make a team. Because at the time, we probably had teens and preteens at yeah, that point. Yeah. Yeah. And not the right time of life to Right. And it is kind of an environment where people might be hooping and hollering at you and stuff like that. And I'm like, I wasn't really interested well, in that. Yeah. Well, I did get my skater name approved because at first I was like, all right. They said, what do you want your skater name to be? And it'd have to be approved. Yeah. Do you know what my skate? Do you remember what my skater I name I remember was? your skating name, <laughs> but you should say it. Scotty's Hottie. That's right. <laughs> so they approved the name. Anyways, I ended up declining the invite, but I said at the time, this is where it's coming back to bite me. What? If I can still skate when I'm 50, I'll try out again. Do you think they remembered this? No, I didn't say it to them. I just said it, it to people. Yeah. Like that I know. But you're not 50. I am too. Well, pretty soon you won't be. So I'll you need to hurry one. up. <laughs> That's right. Maybe I'll just bypass it altogether. <laughs> so there you go. That's That was my seize the day. I wanted to see if I could still do it, and I did it. So do you think you'll, now that you've brought up that you said you would be back, do you think you'll do it again? No. Because no. I just, okay, there are some other teams that are a little less intent, intense, not from a skating wise, but some that raise money for different things and stuff like that. I feel like I could get on board with some of those, I don't know, more like local ones than like a big one that like... There's just, they raise money for a lot of things maybe I don't necessarily can get on board with or yeah. stuff like that. And so, I don't know. I'd have to find the right one, honestly. That's kind of where that lies. So, do you have to get a pack of cigarettes and roll up in your sleeve? You don't have to. That... You just have to get a tattoo somewhere on oh, your yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Scotty's hottie. <laughs> yeah. We could have had shirts made. The kids could have worn them. Scotty's oh, that'd hottie. be so good. You've been so classy. I'm sure that our kids want to wear a shirt that says Scotty's I could have got them some candy cigarettes that could have been hanging out of their mouth. I used to ha I used to eat those all the time. I loved the those The little things. candy cigarettes. I loved those things. 
So I could have found some of those. We yeah. can really, mm-hmm. we could have adapted to our environment. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of a missed opportunity. Right. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out, babe. I don't know. I need to go back and put on some roller skates at some point. Probably in the, probably in my short term goal would be, I, I would like to own my own roller skates and go roller skating more often. Oh yeah. Like I would okay. like to do that. I mean, even if it's just a form of exercise, but I don't, I don't want to ever not know how to roller skate like I can roller skate now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ever lose it. So. Well, and that reminds me that a few weeks ago, Drew and I went to Spider Mountain near oh, Austin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you, you were talking about getting your own skates, which made me think I'd like to get my own mountain bike. Mm-hmm. We went to Spider Mountain. It was Drew's birthday, and he likes doing that kind of stuff. So, um, two hours north of Austin, mm-hmm. and it's a ski lift. And you get a bike, and you put it on the back of one of one ski lift. They have hooks on there, and then you sit in the one behind it. Mm-hmm. They go up, they take the bike off for you. Then they have these trails where you come back down. Mm-hmm. So Drew didn't bring his bike, and I don't have one. So we rented bikes. We got our helmets free, by the way, because <laughs> she forgot to give them to us at the, <laughs> at the start. So it was really cool. It probably took, from being in line at the ski lift, when we first got there, there was nobody there. So we were going through pretty quick. But it was probably about a 20-minute process of going through the line to get up the ski lift and then coming back down. Mm-hmm. Well, I, there was only one green. So I was doing greens, and Drew went Drew went with me a couple of times on the green, and then he went to go do a blue. Now, Drew's like a pretty good biker, and he's usually wanting to do crazy stuff. Like, he'll try to talk me into doing crazy stuff all the time. <laughs> so he went and did the blue, and we met back down eventually at the ski lift, and I was like, how was it? He said, it was pretty intense. He's like, you probably shouldn't do it, which is the first time he's ever told me that. He'll always drag me on the crazy stuff. He'll be like, it's not so bad. Come yeah. on, Dad. So that told me that it was very challenging for him and mm. that I would have just been crashing all the way down. Yeah. I did do one section, a section of blue that went back to the green, mm-hmm. and it was pretty intense. But he was right. You get addicted to it. Like, it's really cool to do. Especially, I like the downhill. Yeah. Because... A few months ago... I would only do it downhill. There's no doubt about it. A few months ago, we did the mountain biking in Utah, and Mm -hmm. we were going up and down and all that. That's much harder. Mm -hmm. This was pretty physical, too, but it's I'm much better at just going down. Right. And I was getting good at my turns and all that. So my short-term goal would be to get a mountain bike. Oh. And I would go to Spider Mountain maybe once a month. It would be a lot cheaper because it was it was kind of yeah. expensive to rent bikes. It was and stuff. definitely expensive. But that's something I would like to keep doing is yeah. mountain biking for sure. So, okay, the other thing that we've done, which is kind of unusual, I think most people would say, is we have both written books. We have. We have. You've written several books, actually. Well, well three. Three books, and you've illustrated all three of them. Which is, listen, I'm really good at rhyming words, but it it is it takes me really not a lot of time to do that. The illustrating. Honey, that's a big job. I just feel like I'm expressing your words in picture form. <laughs> you do. You do a great job. So that's kind of unusual. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that can say they wrote a book and also that their husband was the illustrator of it. So it, to think about that, because we've talked about like some physical things to mm-hmm. seize the day. Why did you write a book? Why did you decide to do a children's book? Um, I don't know. I felt like there is some, I've, I've wanted to work on a parenting book for a while. And within that, I thought there are some things that I would, some truths that I would love to help parents teach their kids through children's, a children's book. So instead of having to constantly be telling your kids, help others, be brave, do these things, donate toys, do, you know, like whatever that they could actually just like read a book to them and it would help them think of ideas on their own, just almost as a form of like helping them parent or. Well, unless like reading a textbook that's telling you, here's what you do to make your kids do this. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I still feel like, I don't know if parenting book is on, it would be something I would still do. Um, but I do enjoy like every once in a while writing down some thoughts in a blog and sticking it out there. I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't know how to type it takes to, <laughs> to, to, to type that stuff. It like, it takes me so long. It's not easy for me at all. Did you not have typing in high school? No. If, That's I don't my typing t- sense. I didn't take that class. <laughs> I did not take typing in high school. Oh, okay. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to learn that. And so it's hard for me. 
That's like one of my favorite classes. Well, like you're I took good at typing it. You're and still good I just at it. I enjoy typing. Yeah. Well, I, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I don't know. Maybe someday. But I enjoyed the book writing process. It's just a lot to sit down and type it all. Yeah. I need a dic I need a dictator. Is that what they're called? A dictator? No, that's not the right dictation word. Dictation device? I need some somebody to take dictation. Is that what uh, you okay. say? Well, could you like speak it into your phone? You could do audio files on your phone, but then you'd have to somebody'd have to type you'd it have out. To type it, yeah. You need a typist. I guess I could be your typist. You could be my typist next. I can I, I could just, be your scribe. Can I just sit with my feet up on a chair in your office and you just tell you what to say? Yes. What to type? Let's do it. Huh. So in that case I guess I'm the dictator and you're the dictation person. Is that what you say? That doesn't sound right. Well, I think I'm. I like scribe better. It's kind of old school, but still cool. You know. Okay. You'd be my scribe. I'll be your scribe. Okay, I like. I'll it. be your scribe, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, we had a few people send in stuff too, and so here is a couple of um, things that people different people said. One person said, um, "Deanne said." She has been skydiving. She said, it was my cousin's 18th birthday, and we were going to watch him and a friend go skydiving. I overheard in the office they had one more spot open, so I thought, why not? My cousin's sister had some extra clothes with her, and she let me borrow them. We were all in our church clothes, and my dad was there to take pictures from the ground, not the air. We didn't tell my mom I was going. My dad thought it would be best not to tell her. She found out when she walked out, or when I walked out with the group and headed to the plane. My dad captured her expression on film. It was a bucket list item, a last minute decision. And while my mom thought I had gone off the deep end, I'm glad I went. That's cool. Yeah. They were basically asking for forgiveness <laughs> yeah. later. I wonder how, how old she was. So it doesn't really say there, but yeah, I could just imagine the look on her mom's face because yeah, I think I, that might be the way I would have to do it. It's just like last minute. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So. Without having to think about it for a long time. Yeah. See, yeah. that's what almost got me is I had, how long did it take us to drive yeah. out? We were north of Dallas. An hour and a half. It took, and we actually spent the night at a friend's house. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we could get out there. Yeah. To have to think about it, the anticipation of it is a lot worse than <laughs> Yeah, thing. for sure. So we had Darcy sent one in, and this one's pretty funny. She said her husband proposed to her two weeks after they met. I married him six months later, and we promptly packed up and moved 800 miles away to Oklahoma. That was 23 years ago. Everyone called me crazy. Thankfully, it's all worked out, and I didn't have to tuck my tail and move back home. <laughs> the guy I had just broken up with, had I had been dating for six years, so spur-of-the-moment stuff was not exactly my thing. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's a big move. Yeah. Like, that's a life change mm -hmm. there. We, we were pretty close on the time frame. Like, we, we dated for two. We were talking about marriage after you and I, after our second date and, and then eight months later we got eight married. months later we were married but we did not pack up and move 800 miles away we did not <laughs> all right sherry says for her anniversary her husband took them to this hotel he said um he thought it would be a great a great thing and she's afraid of heights so he drove her to this mountain and said our room is up there there was a pod hanging off the side of a cliff <laughs> i would love this <laughs> and we had to climb up the cliff face to get to it to eat, we had to rappel to the next pod <laughs> and then leave after the stay. And then to leave after the stay, we had a zip line down. I cannot even imagine this. It was crazy trying to get back to your pod after dinner in the dark with only a headlamp. It was <laughs> definitely a memorable experience. Now, okay, you doesn't know, that sound awesome? Let me just tell you where my okay. 50 year old body goes. Oh, yeah. Where is the bathroom? I think you just use gravity for the bathroom. You can't just hang off. What? What you do you can't mean you can't just, just hang, hang on? You can't just hang. What are you attached to? Do you sleep attached to something because you can't not be attached to something in there? You have well, the to pod be is attached to something. Yeah, Maybe but... there's something inside the pod that you do your business in. But I'm imagining just. I don't like this idea. I just imagining letting it all hang out and let nature take its course. Well, that's easy for you to say. You're a stander. I'm a squatter. <laughs> you can squat or stand. No, you... I want you to think about gravity. Yeah. And with my butt cheeks hanging off the edge of a pod, what do you think is going to happen? What? what you do just got to have good balance. That, that is... I'm done talking about this with you. You know what? This sounds like a great guy's trip. Can, oh, yeah? Can, while you're at Dollywood um, or what was it called? Dolly pee Stampede? Off, pee, off, pee off the edge of your pod while I'm at Dolly Stampede. <laughs> yeah. Please enjoy yourself. 
Okay. So. Okay, now, now I'm trying to recover from that. <laughs> no. The whole visual of nature taking its course. Okay. Oh. Let's bring it back. Bring, bring it, back. it back down. Mm -hmm. Bring it back. Literally bring it back down. Mm -hmm. Don't be hanging out there and going to the bathroom <laughs> in the stratosphere. Okay, this is Teresa. She said, I rode a cop up with a bona fide ticket for blocking a handicap ramp handicap ramp on my way to class in college, and she did it twice. <laughs> Don't mess with her. Don't mess with her. Nope. Um, okay, Cindy said, a few years back um, with the family, I climbed the Cape Hatteras Lookout Lighthouse, tallest brick lighthouse in the U.S., 193 feet, 257 spiral steps. Yes, it was crazy. I did make it up and down, but probably would not do it again. Nice. That sounds like a lot of work. I get a little dizzy when we go up in lighthouses that are like spiral like that. Like the one that we did in Key West or something. Yeah. Like, I just get a little dizzy. Is and, it, is it the speed tired. that you're going up because no, you're so fast? that's not what's happening. It's just the spin. What about in... We're throwing it. We're, this is a nation drop or a city drop. In Barcelona, when we went up the... What did we go up there? We went up the cathedral and we went up. It was spiral there. Did oh, yeah. that bother yeah. you? Oh, it it did make, bother yeah. you? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. huh. I just kind of like just have to focus on like the next step in front of me and not like looking up too high. Okay. This brings me to some current event Olympic stuff. How do like the gymnasts or even like the other night, last night we were watching the divers. Mm -hmm. How do they spin and do all this stuff and flip and flop in the air and then not get dizzy? What is the is it black magic? Is what what is happening? How do I, I they do that? I would be so dizzy, but they're also remember a lot younger than us. Any of those flipping <laughs> yeah. about sports? Yeah. Any of those flipping about sports is younger than us. <laughs> is that they're they're officially called flipping about? <laughs> yeah. Any of those flipping about sports? They're all younger than us. Yeah. And I might not have gotten as dizzy when I was younger either. And you have to think hmm. they do one one element. Let's just say they do a a front flip, and then they add. A this and they added that and yeah. pretty soon they're flipping about they're so flipping about. yeah they got all these moves and grooves and they've just as you build it's not like you get up there and do a you know triple blah 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 you just like you just like get there eventually so like we're watching the bmx the other last night i believe mm -hmm. and doing the flips and flipping your bike in the air how do you how do you realize hey i can do this do you just get on a bike and start doing it and you go, okay, I'm going to try this. You watch another dude do it or another girl do it, and you're like, okay, I'm going to try this. I think there's bike parks that have foam pits. Well, I know. I was just thinking, like, the gymnastic places have foam pits, and that must be how you try a move and yeah. jump into it. Right. But I'm I just, wouldn't... I'm, I don't really know that that's true, but that would make sense to me. If I was yeah. going to try it, I'd want to go into a foam pit. Well, remember, the, Drew took gymnastics when he was younger, and they mm -hmm. had the foam pits yeah. where they would flip a flop. I know. Flip if, about. Mm-hmm. Flop about. What, is it? Uh, what did I say? Flippity flop about. Flipping about. <laughs> yeah, flipping about. Okay, but if you'd flipped about into a foam <laughs> pit with a bicycle, could you potentially not bust I, your face? Yeah, I'm not sure how you do that. I think you just are doing that on concrete and busting your face. Oh, I don't know. No. I'm not sure how that works. I can, but we're constantly can... going. How did they know they could do this? Right. I guess it's like anything. Until you try doing it, you don't know. Yeah. So and again, you just go I do think it. you just try a little, and you add a little, and you add a little, and pretty soon, you're doing crazy stuff. It's like that song. Put one foot <laughs> in front of from? the other. I'll auto tune this later. <laughs> <laughs> it's from those old. Uh, Christmas specials. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, I guess that's what they do, honey. I don't really know. Okay, so we have okay. a whole list. We found a list. Yes. And it's from the age of 1 to 100. Oh, wow. And it's amazing things people have done throughout history at that age. At that age. So we're going to speed read them for you now. Okay. You're going to take one, and then we're going to rotate yes. through. At age 1, Christian with a bunch of other names. I'm glad you got this one. Mm -hmm. The legendary child prodigy had read the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible, at age one. That's crazy. We need a bell. Ding! <laughs> Ding! <laughs> we'll build it up as we go. At age two, speed skater Bonnie Blair, which I do remember, yes. began skating. She would go on to win five Olympic gold medals. Wow. Not when she was two. Right. Later. Because we know from our other podcasts yeah. that the youngest Olympic... What medal winner was? Seven. Yes. Right. Okay. I need you to ding, please. 
Ding. Okay. And number three, <laughs> at age three, Wolfgang Mozart taught himself to play the harpsichord. Yes, who doesn't do that? Ding. <laughs> at four, Brazilian Formula One race car driver Arton Senna da Silva began driving. Take e that. Ding. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> age five, Yo-Yo Ma. World famous cellist began playing suites for unaccompanied cello before bed each evening. Ding. At age six, Willie Hope, the greatest billiards player in history, arguably. I remember Minnesota Fats on TV. He was pretty oh, good. My. He began to play pool. He had to stand on a box to reach the table. Ding. <laughs> At seven, English philosopher and economist, and economist John Stuart Mill had mastered Greek. Age seven. Whoa. I wish I could say ding in Greek. Ding. <laughs> At age eight, three-time Olympic medal runner Wil Wil <laughs> Wilma. Wilma Rudolph took her first step after suffering from polio as a child. Oh, wow. That's impressive. I remember there was a movie about her, and it talked about, it was the story of how she had polio and then eventually went to the Olympics. Wow. That's crazy. Ding. Age nine, Daisy Ashford wrote her best-selling novel, The Young Visitors. It sold over 20,000 copies. She's sold more books than we have, babe. <laughs> ding. <laughs> that was a very angry ding. <laughs> At age 10, Vina Vat became the youngest chess master in the world. Wow. I still don't know how to play chess. Ding. That's a shame. I was on the chess team, and I was the vice president of the chess club in high school. That's hot, babe. That's a weird thing for whatever reason, people usually put me in a category of chess players. I'm not that Are you a chess master? I'm not a chess master. Uh, okay. My dad can still beat me. I'll never be able to beat him. At 11, pilot... Did you say ding? I did say okay. ding. It was way back there. Okay. We started talking <laughs> over it. At 11, pilot Victoria Van Meter became the youngest girl to fly across the United States. Illegal. Illegal. So ding. unsafe. Ding. At age 12, Carl Von Klotzwitz... He might be my favorite person now. Jenner, he was a general and writer of On War, joined the Prussian Army. So he started his army career at 12. Take that. Ding! At 13, actress, director, and producer Jodie Foster wrote and directed a short movie called The Hands of Time. Have you seen that? I've never seen it. Me neither. Ding! At 14, Romanian gymnast Nadia Comaneci. Became the first athlete in Olympic history to achieve a perfect 10. Wow. Ding. At 15, Swedish tennis star Bjorn Borg dropped out of school to concentrate on tennis. Ding. <laughs> it's, he was actually one of my favorites. Like, I had I had this weird thing in, like, high school where I would watch Wimbledon mm -hmm. over the summer, and he was always in the finals. That's so, so funny. That, that's, I well, it worked that. out for him then, didn't it? Yeah, he became pretty good. good. Um, and he was known for his headband that he wore every time. Mm -hmm. At age 16, American sharpshooter Annie Oakley challenged and defeated the well-known marksman Frank Butler by hitting a dime in midair from 90 feet. What? A dime? I can do that all day long. No, you can't. Ding. You can barely see a dime from 90 feet. <laughs> <laughs> At 17, nobody can see a dime from 90 feet. Apparently Annie Oakley could. Well, she had Special eyeballs, I guess. Okay, it's 17 soccer legend. How do you say this? Pele. Pele won the World Cup for Brazil and then passed out on the field. He passed out? He passed out. Okay. He was excited. Ding. At 18, Norwegian mathematician Niles Hendrik Abel proved that it was impossible to solve the general equation of fifth degree by algebraic means. I don't even know what that means. Ding. <laughs> At 19, Abner Doubleday devised the rules for baseball. Way to go, Abs. That's right. You're one of our favorite people, Doubleday. Ding. <laughs> At age 20, Charles Lindbergh learned to fly. Hmm. Ding. <laughs> age 21, Thomas Edison created his first invention, an electric vote recorder. Maybe we need to bring those we back. We need to bring those back. <laughs> Apparently. So bring back the Edison voter Ding. recorder. Voter recorder? Okay. <laughs> At 22, Olympic runner Herbert James Elliott, one of the greatest mile runners ever, retired undefeated. So he's done at 22. At 22. Dang. I wonder what he went on and did with his life. At 23, English poet Jane Taylor wrote Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Oh, Aww. I never knew he wrote that. Ding. 
At 24, Ted Turner took over his father's billboard advertising business. He later launched cable news network CNN. Wait, is that the Ted Turner that owned, the, like, from Atlanta? Yeah, the Atlanta okay. Braves, married yeah. to Jane Fonda. Yeah, yeah, okay. Bing. At 25, Janis Joplin made her first recording, Cheap Thrills, which grossed over one million within a few months. Ding. One of my least favorite singers ever. <laughs> At 26, Soviet cosmonaut Valentina Tarasovsky became the first woman to travel in space. Oh, nice. Ding. At 27. Hold on, I got to do it Russian. Ding. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was my Russian. <laughs> it was just out of sound angry. Yeah. Okay. At 27, Kurt Vonnegut Jr. left his job at General Electric to become a full-time writer. Why is this important? Well, he became a famous writer in the oh, 60s you've heard and of him? 70s. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's helpful. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Dang. At 28, Jamaican reggae composer performer Bob Marley recorded, I shot the sheriff. But, but I, I did, did not shoot the deputy. Ding. <laughs> At 29, Scottish-born inventor Alexander Graham Bell transmitted the first complete sentence by telephone. Do you know what he said? I can't remember what he said. I don't know either. He said, hey, he's I think he asked somebody to come. He talked to someone in the other room and told them to come in. Oh, cool. Hey, I need you or something like that. I okay. didn't know he was that young. I didn't know he was 29. Okay. Ring, ring, because it was Alexander. Oh, Rowe. I see uh -huh. what you did there. Okay. <laughs> so clever. At 30, physicist Armand Vizu measured the speed of light. <laughs> Again, what makes you think you can do that? That's what's amazing to me. It's like I would have never thought I can measure the speed of light. Ding. At 31, French Egyptologist Jean Francois Champillon deciphered the Rosetta Stone. Nice. Dang. You know what the Rosetta Stone was, right? I don't ask me these questions. I don't what, know. What All I know is you can sign up for that to learn different languages. <laughs> it's a little different. The Rosetta Stone was something that had high Egyptian hieroglyphics on it, and then it had Greek in another language. So they could figure out, because it had all three of those languages on there, they could... What they three? Were, what were the three? It was Egyptian something and Greek. I okay. know Greek was on there, and everybody knew Greek. So they were able to, by cross-reference, it took years. Like, it took a long time. Mm -hmm. But using that, they were able to cross-reference and read hieroglyphics after that. Why do you know this? Dang. Well, I just listened to a podcast about it. Okay. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> Did you ding? Yep. Okay, at 32, Alexander the Great had conquered almost the entire known world. Wow. Just something to do, I guess. At 32. Ding. At 33, Walter Nielsen rode across the United States on an eight-foot unicycle. <laughs> that sounds quite painful. Again, what? eight-foot unicycle, let's do it. I mean, I would have never thought of doing that. What? Ding. Uh, at 34, Francis Scott Key, after witnessing the bombardment of Fort McHenry, wrote the Star Spangled Banner. Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> yes, ding. At 35, Sir Frederick William Herschel, an English astronomer, invented the contact lens. Oh my goodness, Herschel, thank you so much. I'm wearing them right now. I wouldn't be able to see my phone if I did not have those in. Nice, ding. Shout out to Herschel. Frederick. Um, at 36, Bartholomew Thermometer, I don't know how to say that last name, developed the world's first practical sewing machine. So thank you for my clothes, Bart. <laughs> Ding. At 37, Jersey Joe Walcott became the oldest man ever to win the world heavyweight boxing title. Ding! Ding! Ding. At 38, Apollo 11 commander Neil Armstrong became the first person to set foot on the moon. Dang. At 39, Sharon Seitz Adams became the first woman to sail alone across the Pacific Ocean. Would you want to sail alone across the Pacific Ocean? Nope. Okay. Ding. At 40, Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run. Donk. That was my ding for oh, baseball. Okay. At 41, Rudyard. Who names her child Rudyard? Rudyard? Rudyard. <laughs> Rudyard. Now you got, I knew how to say it until you said that. Rudyard. <laughs> Kipling. Rudyard Kipling <laughs> became the youngest Nobel Prize laureate in literature. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> yeah, do something with his life. That poor somebody gave him that name. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> At 42, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar became the oldest regular NBA player. Hmm. Ding. At 43, baseball player Nolan Ryan pitched the sixth no-hitter of his career. I was there. Ding. Oh, yeah. you're supposed to ding. Sorry. Ding. Okay. Ding. At 44, George Washington crossed the Delaware Delaware River <laughs> and captured Trenton, New Jersey. And I was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to one-up you. <laughs> it's your ding. Ding. <laughs> At 45, and Andre Marie Ampre, a French f- physicist. Physicist? No. Yeah. Discovered the rules relating to magnetic fields and electric currents. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> Ding. At 46, Jack Nicholas became the oldest man ever to win the Masters. <laughs> Ding. At 47, Kent Couch attached 105 helium balloons to a lawn chair and flew 193 miles. I remember that happening. You do? Yes, I can't remember exactly when, but I remember watching that on the news. Here's what doesn't make sense. Kent Couch attached 105 helium balloons to a lawn chair. Why not a couch? Well, it's probably too heavy. The lawn chair is aluminum. We need a lot more. Yeah. That's kind of cool. You want to do it? Let's try it. Let's get one. Here we go. That's right. That's one good video, baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ding. At 48, Huberto Eco, a professor of symbiotics, wrote his first novel, The Name of the Rose. Okay. I have no idea what that means. Me neither. Ding. At 49, Julia Childs published her first book, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. Ding. At 50, P.L. Guignard, a Swiss inventor, patented a new method for making optical glass. I also use those, too. <laughs> Ding. At 51, the Marquis de Sade, imprisoned for much of his life, wrote the novel Justine. Marquis de Sade. Okay. How do you know that? I just remember him. I don't know. What? Ding. At 52, Sir Francis Chistiser <laughs> sailed around the world alone in a 53-foot boat, normally manned by a crew of six. I guess he didn't like people. Ding. Listen, most of these people were lonely. That, and lonely is loneliness is the mother of invention apparently oh yeah because these people they're all doing things alone like if you go back and listen like none of these people did stuff with other people okay just pay attention from here on out at 53 wow. walter hunt an inventor patented the safety pin you know he did that alone ding <laughs> at 54 annie jump cannon became the first astronomer to classify the stars according to spectral type spent a lot of time alone thank you annie ding at 55, Pablo Picasso completed his masterpiece. Ooh, I don't know how to say that. Guernica? I don't know. Oh, you don't know what it is? You've never heard of it? I'm sure I know the painting. I don't know... The name of it. Yeah. Okay, ding. At 56, Mao Zedong founded the People's Republic of China. Wow. Oh, starting your own country at 56. <laughs> he didn't do that alone. Basic, ding. Basic. At 57, Frank Dobesh competed in his first 100-mile bicycle ride. Exactly 10 years after he was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. Now that's super cool. Yeah, no kidding. Ding. At 58, Sony chairman Ikea Morita introduced the Sony Walkman, an idea no one seemed to like at the time. (laughs) Totally had one, totally used one. Mm -hmm. Would do it again if I had to. Mm -hmm. Ding. At 59, Satchel Paige became the oldest Major League Baseball player. Ding. At 60, playwright and essayist George Bernard Shaw finished writing Heartbreak House, regarded by many as his masterpiece. Ding. Have you heard of that? Nope. Okay. At 61, Charles Cagnard de la Tour, a French French doctor demonstrated the fermentation depends upon yeast cells. Fascinating. Okay. Ding. At 62, J.R.R. Tolkien published the first volume of his fantasy series, Lord of the Rings. Did not know he was that old. Wow, that's nice. You have so much time to write things, Scott. At 63, John Dryden undertook the enormous task of translating the entire works of Virgil Virgil into English verse. Yeah, riveting. Ding. Uh, (laughs) At 64, Thomas Balder balderdized Shakespeare's works, making them family friendly. Hmm. Thank you, Thomas. Ding. At 65, jazz musician Miles Davis defiantly defiantly performed his final live album just weeks before he died. Ding. 
At 66, Noah Webster completed his monumental American Dictionary of the English Language. Wow. Lots of writing happens after 60, babe. That's hope right. Hope you're ready. Copious amounts of writing. Mm-hmm. Ding. At 67, Simon Poison discovered the laws of probability after studying the likelihood of death from mule kicks in the French army. <laughs> what? I'm puzzled by this. Ding. <laughs> At 68, the English experimentalist Sir William Crookes began investigating radioactivity and invented a, and invented a device for detecting alpha particles. Way to go, William. Ding. <laughs> At 69, Canadian Ed Whitlock of Milton, Ontario, Canada, became the oldest person to run a standard marathon in under three hours. He was two hours, 52 minutes. And 47 seconds. <laughs> Ding. At 70, Cornelius Vanderbilt began buying railroads. <laughs> okay. And he became super rich. You know who that is? Ka-ching. Oh. Ka-ching. Ding. Yeah. At 71, Katsuzuki Yankejiwashwa, a retired Japanese school teacher, became the oldest person to climb Mount Everest. Oh. Wow. Interesting. Foreshadowing. Mm. Ding. At 72, Margaret... Winneberg flew around the world. Okay, that's that's all right. Okay, ding. At seventy-three, Larry King celebrated his fiftieth year in broadcasting. Ding. At seventy-four, Ferdinand Marie de Lesseps began an attempt to construct the Suez Canal. Wow, that's the canal that just got like all stopped Ooh, up with things, yeah. wasn't it? Oh yeah, not okay. too long ago. All right. Ding. Ferdinand, you did something wrong in that planning because things all got stopped up over there. Just well, I think it may have been the ship driver that had a little problem there. <laughs> okay. At 75, cancer survivor Barbara Hillary became one of the oldest people and the first black woman to reach the North Pole. Okay, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. That's cool. Ding. At 76, Arthur Miller, who was also married to Marilyn Monroe. What? Unveiled a bold new play, The Ride down Mount Morgan, free of the world-weary tone of his previous works. He was married to Marilyn Monroe? For a little while, yes. Okay. Ding. At 77, John Glenn became the oldest person to go into space. Ding. At 78, Chevalier de Lamarck proposed a new theory of the evolutionary process, claiming that acquired characteristics can be transmitted to offspring. I don't even know what to say about that. I don't know. Ding. At 79, Asia Long became the oldest U.S. checkers champion. Now, I could play some checkers. I got a chance there. (laughs) Ding. At 80, Christine Brown of Laguna Hills, California, flew to China and climbed the Great Wall. Oh, wow. That sounds like a plan for me. At 80. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to write books from 60 to 70, and then you're going to go climb the Great Wall of China. Yep, ding. At 81, Bill Painter became the oldest person to reach 14,411-foot summit of Mount Rainier. I may have to do that, too, at 81. I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to do it at 82 to beat the record. <laughs> Ding. At 82, William Ivy Baldwin became the oldest tightrope walker. Will not be doing this one. Crossing the South Boulder Canyon in Colorado on a 320-foot wire. 82 years old? Yes. I won't wow. be... I don't mind heights as much as I used to, but I ain't doing no tightrope. Ding. At 83, famed baby doctor Benjamin Spock championed the for world peace. I don't even understand what that means. Ding. Well, I think he became like an advocate for world peace and okay. kind of started anything. At 84, W. Somerset Mong <laughs> wrote Points of View. If you don't know a title, if you just put a lot of Accent on right it. Nobody voice. knows. Okay. Ding. At 85, Theodore Momsen became the oldest person to receive a Nobel Prize in literature. Ding. Good job, Theo. At 86, Catherine Pelton swam the 200-meter butterfly in three minutes, beating the men's world record for that age group by over 20 seconds. Wow. Way to go, Catherine. Katie. Nice job. <laughs> Ding. At 87, Mary Baker Eddy founded Christian Science Moni- the Christian Science Monitor. Dang. At 88, Michelangelo created the architectural plans for the Church of Santa Maria Degla Angela. Nice job, Michelangelo. <laughs> I didn't know he lived that long. Ding. At 89, Arthur Rubenstein performed one of his greatest recitals in Carnegie Hall. 
interesting. At 90, Marc Chagall became the first living artist to be exhibited at the Louvre Museum. Hmm. Dang. Dang or ding? Well, dang ding. <laughs> at 91, Alan Stewart of New South Wales completed a Bachelor of Law degree from the University of New England. There's still time to finish your degree, That's Rebecca. That's right. While you are hiking mountains, I'm going to finish my finish a degree. Ding. At 92, Paul Spangler finished his 14th marathon. What? Don't think I'll be doing that one. Dang. Wow. At 93, P.G. Wodehouse worked on his 97th novel, was knighted, and died. <laughs> wow, that's encouraging. He had a lot to do in that last year. Ding. At 94, comedian George Burns performed in Schenectady, New York, 63 years after his first performance there. Wow. I really liked him. Did you like George Burns? He's all right. I didn't. I thought he was cute, but I didn't know how funny he was. He yeah. really wasn't funny to me. Yeah. Okay. But I appreciated that he was had longevity. Mm-hmm. And he played God. Yeah, so. he did. It's pretty serious. Yeah. Ding. At 95, Nola Oksh became the oldest person to receive a college diploma. See, there's still time. Ding. At 96, Harry Bernstein published his first book, The Invisible Wall, three years after he started writing to cope with loneliness. Uh-huh. That's your point. After his wife of 70 years, Ruby, passed away. Aw. Poor Harry. Ding. At 97, Martin Miller was still working full-time as a lobbyist on behalf of, benef of benefits for seniors. Okay. Ding. At 98, Beatrice Wood, a ceramicist, exhibited her latest work. Hmm. Ding. Wow. At 99, Teichi Igarushi. I didn't do bad on that. I just wanted to I think you nailed it, as far as Climbed I know. Climbed Mount Fiji. Fuji? <laughs> <laughs> You did so good at her name. <laughs> I messed up the word Fiji. Mount Fiji is where they get the water that you drink. Mount Fiji. No, I'm making that up. Too. Okay. Don't confuse me anymore. Yeah. Mount Ding. Fuji. What? Okay. Ding. At 100, Frank Shearer seems to be the oldest active water skier in the world. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. People ding, out ding. there doing amazing things, people. Amazing and things. That should leave us with no excuse. But to try things that we don't think we can do. So is that really what you're going to do? What? I mean, are you going to try to, like, climb a mountain when you're... I would love to queen it, climb a mountain. Are you going to write in your 60s and climb mountains in your 70s and 80s? If I can, yes. Wow. I would probably start that sooner than later. Okay. And when you mentioned the oldest person to climb Mount Everest, you said there was foreshadowing. Yeah, What, that's what true. could ever could that mean? Well, we have an upcoming potential guest. Yes, we're working we out schedules we're right now. We're working out scheduling, and that gonna, that's going to be very exciting. So, can't wait for that to happen. Yep, someone who's climbed Mount Everest yeah. will be on the show. I know. Um, okay, so do you have anything else on your bucket list? Well, is this bucket list or carpe diem? Like, is there something you want to do? Is that what you want to do, climb things? I think I would ultimately... Climb things and pee off pods? <laughs> is that your plan? I want to I climb mountains and pee off them. That's my plan. That is such a dude thing. I don't want to do any of that. I want to, this is what I want to do. What? I want to, I want to not wear a bra for a day. I mean, I have no big plans Carpe diem. Here. Carpe diem. The no kidding. That's like a, that would be a glorious thing. Why are y'all so weird? Well, it does, I guess seizing the day doesn't mean you have to do something extravagant. Exactly. Just, right. just don't wear underwear for a day and be happy. Why do you have to pee off things? I don't get it. <laughs> Well, if you're not wearing the underwear, it's easier to pee off things. I don't want to know. <laughs> you're so weird. Well, what? <laughs> oh, okay, goodness. okay. Well, maybe you people out there have some carpe diem of your own that you could share with us. Like, what do you want to do? Maybe you can give us some better ideas than obviously the ideas that we have. <laughs> because we're struggling over here. I've always heard that no, no idea is a bad idea. But yeah, I think Sometimes there are bad there ideas. Sometimes there are bad ideas. There, it seems like there are. Yeah, I think that's a false statement. Yeah. Who said that? I hear it a lot, like at corporate meetings, like when they want people to share and give ideas for something. That's, There's no bad idea. That's bullhorn. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's totally bad ideas. You would look at your kids and say things like, that's a really bad idea. Because it's true. Yeah. So you it, can't say that. I guess it's it's okay to express an idea, but maybe not every idea is good. But it just to get it out there, and you can kind of evaluate if it is a good idea or a bad idea. Okay. Maybe that's what they're trying to do with that. Right. 
I'll go with that. Anyways, you got you got anything else? Like you, anything else you want to do in your life? Okay, I do want to swim with great whites at some point. Oh yeah, you do want to do that. I got a hookup for that. Just you do? Who's the hookup? Lori Bianco has done that. Okay. And she said, like, she knows exactly where she she said you should go. I'm totally into that. Okay. Okay. I don't want a rusty cage. Like, you look at that, what's that, 47 meters down? and no they rusty like, cages? Yes, they had a rusty cage in this Yankee, janky boat. I'm not getting on that. I want a nice boat. Okay. Could you sign right here on this dotted line of life insurance first, please? I think I've already have. So, I think you're good to go. <laughs> Does it include... Death by sharks. Okay, I have a question. Has mm -hmm. Lori done this before? Yeah. Okay. Is she alive now? Yes. Okay. That's your sample. Case that's your sample package right there. Yes. Like, I I have never heard of anybody that swam with great whites that's died. Because they're dead. You're not going to hear from them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Except for in Jaws when he slides down the boat. But they weren't in a cage. The guy that was in the cage, Richard Dreyfus, he swam away and he was fine until the end. Mm. And Until then, then what happened? Well, then he came up and joined Roy Schreider, and they got on the... They took part of the boat and swam to shore. So the oh. guy in the cage lived. It was the drunk captain that slipped into the mm -hmm. belly of the shark. I don't know, babe. I don't know if I could do that, honestly. I think that would totally... I would have... You would like to come along on the trip, right? Just like the skydiving. I'll... St I don't know if I want to go out there on the boat. I'll come along really? on the trip and stay on the beach okay. while you go out and do whatever it is you need to do. Okay. Or I'll just go to Dollywood. <laughs> I don't want to do any Where of this. Where did Lori do this? It was off the coast of California, but okay. somewhere further south. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You can go to Disneyland while I'm swimming with sharks. Mm, Dollywood. Dollywood. You're going to be in Tennessee while yeah. I'm in California. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I've changed this whole plan now. I'm not going to California. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to Dollywood. So is there something like on your bucket list that you are ready to do other than no bra for a day? That's the most delightful sounding thing I can think of. I don't really know. I mean, there's vacations and stuff I want to take, but as far as like something like death-defying or daring, does it have to be like that? Not necessarily. Just something that you've always wanted to do that... I don't know. I I mean, I know that I've had time to think about this, but I don't have anything. Well, what's a trip you would love to take that you haven't taken? Well, I want to go to New Zealand. Yeah. And Australia. And I guess I would probably, like, want to... I would want to snorkel there. I don't really know if I want to, like, t learn how to dive, even though Alex wants to do some... get dive certified. When I see underwater pictures of people that are dive certified, like, I think that is so incredible, like, so cool. I don't know. If, it's not, like, something that I want to do, but the snorkeling thing sounds really, like, I could maybe get on board with that. Yeah. So maybe snorkeling in New Zealand. Okay. I would do that as well. Yeah. Maybe I can swim with the sharks in New Zealand while you're snorkeling. I don't know. I just thought of something else. We do have we have a mission that we've been on for several years now to go to every major league baseball park. Mm -hmm. And I think we're at thirteen now. I think we're at I thought we were at fourteen or we're, fifteen. We're right in the middle because there's thirty teams, yeah. so we're right. We're halfway we haven't there. Checked off any lately, but a lot of the ones we don't want to check off are kind of in that mid east weird Cincinnati area and there's oh, nothing yeah. else there. Like we wouldn't just be going there and seeing other things. Like we would just have to go just for that. We'd have to find what you can see in those areas. Yeah. I'm sure there's something, something we always find something to see and do. Yep, That's right. That's right. Carpe diem. Seize the day. Seize the day. I think we're pretty good at seizing most days. I think we seize days. Well, yeah, I think right. it keeps, we love to do that and just, I think we're excited about life and just curious about things. Mm -hmm. So yeah. really seizing the day is just finding new information and new ways to do things and new things to do. Yeah. I'll leave the new information to you. I just like new things to do. You're the information junkie. <laughs> I like true. the cliff notes. <laughs> I'm like... I'll give you the executive yeah. report. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, if you haven't already, you've got to like and subscribe to our podcast. Believe it or not, it really helps out podcasts a lot to just hit that subscribe button. I think it's a follow button now, actually, on most iTunes. And then also um, a five-star rating, like, really, really, really helps out podcasters, as well as a 
positive review. So if you haven't already done that, please do that. And then we have a YouTube channel. You must skip on over there and hit subscribe. It's pretty cool. We have a lot of fun things over there. And I think that's it, right, Hardy? I believe so. All right, Hardy Party Five and a Half, over and out. Carpe diem. Ding, ding, ding. We'll see you next time.